Hi, hello everyone. Welcome, Ant. Welcome. Hello, guys. Thanks for joining. This is Podbytes. Can you hear me well? I'm Valentina Caladina. We are live on Castbox every Wednesday. We're in London. It's two. Oh, it's almost three. Yeah, it's three p.m. here in the UK, and it's ten uh, a.m. Eastern time and seven a.m. Pacific. Welcome, everyone. Podbytes is a live interactive show where we talk about podcasting. This is episode number seven. For questions and comments, please call or text. It would be great to hear from you guys. In Podbytes, we invite investors, podcasters, and other key opinion leaders to share their insights into the future of the podcast industry. The show is recorded live and uploaded as a podcast episode afterwards. You can engage with other listeners and guests by dialing in or writing comments in real time. You can also send virtual gifts to the host to support the show. You can find previous episodes of the show in Replace. Just search for Replace for Valentina Caladina. A week ago, we were joined by Stephen Krempel, who is CEO of Krempel Communications International and who is international trainer, speaker, and author. Stephen worked for Fortune 500 companies such as Starbucks, where he was chief learning officer, and Yum Brands, where he was VP of Yum University and Global Learning. Stephen is an expert on how leaders can stand out and get noticed in their corporations. As a trainer, Stephen is doing lectures, in-house and online programs that focus on developing high-potential leaders. We were talking about what makes a perfect pitch and how important is storytelling. If you missed the show, check it out in Replace. In today's episode, we'll be talking about podcasting in Europe. In a few minutes, we will talk to Peter Nigel, General Manager of Radio Days Europe and Head of Program Committee of Podcast Day. It is going to be an interesting discussion. You can type your questions in the chat window and call in. But before we start the interview, let's see if uh, more people are joining us. Uh, welcome, Tonya. Welcome, CJ. Oh, and thank you. Ant is saying that we sound great and uh, good to be here. Welcome, welcome. Welcome, Sunny. Welcome, anonymous users. CEO Wen Chen. Yes, thank you, CEO, for joining. So many anonymous users are joining, but thank you guys for listening to us. Welcome, Hamid. So podcast day in London is tomorrow, and uh, we are here, and CastBox will be there tomorrow. Podcast Day is organized by Radio Days Europe, and this will be the third podcast day and first time held in London. Podcast Day is a satellite event from the team of Radio Days Europe. The first podcast day was held in 2017 in Hoppengayen, Denmark. The audience for this event includes podcasters, broadcasters, technologists, managers, and consultants. The key thing is that you can meet Castbox there tomorrow. Please find Podcast Day Conference on social media. The event now has dedicated accounts on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Look forward to see you guys tomorrow at the Podcast Day. All right, now back to the interview. This is Podbytes Talk Show. I'm Valentina Galadina. Today we are here in London, and we have a chance to talk to an expert in European podcasting. Thanks, everyone, for joining, and... Um, Hi, Hamid is saying hi. Thank you, guys. And please follow the host and uh, you feel free to send your questions. If you have any questions, feel free to type your questions in the chat window or call in. 
Oh, we have so many people are joining us. So welcome, Joel, Raja. Welcome, Anonymous user. Welcome, Mark. Thank you guys for being with us today. We are here uh, in London. Welcome, Somia. Welcome, Marcus. Today, I'm joined by Peter Nigel. Peter has been a senior audience researcher with the Danish Broadcasting Corporation since 2000 and is today among the leading audio audience researchers in Europe. Peter spoke at national and international conferences on a variety of audio-related subjects. Peter holds a master's degree in history and media science and in corporate communication. He is a member of the executive committee of Radio Days Europe. Hi, Peter. Thank Hi. you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Great. Uh, guys, please let us know if you uh, can hear us well, if you can hear both of us. And um, yeah, thanks everyone for joining. Okay, great. You can hear us. Joao, welcome. Amardeep, welcome. Wilson, Jack, Simple Life, Solar, welcome everyone. Please remember to follow the host so you will get push notification next time when we start the show. And um, yeah, this is a very interesting uh, PodBytes episode because normally we are doing it from a different location, but today we are in London and we have a chance to talk to our guests. Uh, we have a chance to talk about the podcast day. And let's start with the event Um Now it is a standalone event, but previously you had just one big event called Radio Days Europe. Um, why did you decide to make it a standalone event? Um, um, we thought uh, that would be now four years ago that there was uh, a need for a, um, this was before podcasts really took off in Europe, like really took off in Europe, but there was an increasing uh, interest among our delegates, and there was also a lot of science that uh, this could actually be something uh, worth um, exploring. Um, there was a need uh, among our delegates, and um, a lot of interesting stories kept coming up. Also that um, it was a bit different, a new medium. Um, so uh, there was a lot of things that we couldn't um, uh, do as well as we wanted to In, within the framework of Radio Days Europe. So we decided that we should do a standalone um, conference in Copenhagen. And uh, this is now three years ago. And um, today uh, that gamble uh, has um, paid off. Uh, we have sold out um, this year. So we'll be um, 400 plus people coming. Uh, to yeah, that's London. impressive. I've heard from your colleagues yesterday that you completely sold out. That's a great success. It is. It is. But we are. We, we are. We are. We're, a, we're an organization. We're an NGO organization, and we do this for our delegates. So at the moment, uh, we we are very sorry for the people who couldn't make it. And I know those of you on the waiting list. Um, we will try to, but we can. We can only let so many. So, You know that so many people in, so we feel bad about those who didn't get tickets in time. Right, we have Aunt McGinley here, and he's saying that uh, I'm one of them. So he's <laughs> he's a lucky guy, and uh, we'll all look forward to see you Aunt tomorrow. Looking forward to seeing him. 
Yeah, right. Uh, welcome everyone uh, who just joined. Catherine, George, Jacob, uh, Janina, Jessica, Dakota, Darcy, Andy. Thank you guys uh, for listening to us and let us know if you have questions. Feel free to type in and uh, you can call in, obviously. Um, why did you pick the this city? Why did you pick London for this event? Oh, um We, we are an organization uh, which has originated in Scandinavia. So uh, the founding fathers are the four public service uh, broadcasters of Finland, Sweden, Norway, and Denmark. Uh, so we started two years in Copenhagen because that's our home turf, so to speak. But our, our audience is, is international. They come from all over Europe. It isn't spe specifically uh, Scandinavian. Um, So from all over Europe, all over the world, people are coming. So it wasn't that big um, a thing for us to, to move to another capital. We've done this every year with the big event, Radio Days Europe. We were a new capital of Europe every year. Uh, so we wanted to do the same thing. Uh, it has always been like that with, with us. We wanted to, to, um, to go into a different uh, location every year. So London, well, we haven't been um, to, uh, to England with our main event, the Radio Days Europe. So... Uh, and we know that there's so much talent uh, in, in, in Great Britain, in England, and especially in the podcast scene. There are, I think, we think, <laughs> that the British has been very uh, forward and adventurous and um, forward-looking um, and have a lot of interesting stuff. Um, because when we go to new cities, we want to reflect the, the city that we're in. And there were so many uh, exciting things going on in London that we wanted to go to London and reflect this. Um, we've been two years in Copenhagen and now one year in London this year. Maybe we'll stay another year. Maybe we'll go somewhere else. We will announce that at a later date. Um, so the reason why we went to London is um, we have to. It's in the DNA of Radio Days Europe to go to Radio Days, Podcast Day, to go all around Europe. And secondly... Um, there was a great market for podcast in, in, in Great Britain that we wanted to, um, to, to, to share, to, uh, to highlight. Speaking about your previous events, uh, about traditional Radio Days Europe conference, how did you pick the locations for the previous events? Oh, um, well, it's the same thing. We want to uh, move across Europe. Um, so every year we uh, have people who ask us if uh, we would host um, the event in their city. We share have like four, five or six um, suggestions and um, we will get to every city eventually, but it's, um, it's a matter of looking at do they have the right uh, venue. It wasn't that big a problem in the beginning because we weren't that many people, but now actually the big event, we're, we're a lot of people, so it has to be a, quite a big venue. So that is very important. It shouldn't be, but it is when we come that many people. Um, also, we're looking for support for the home market, meaning for the content side, maybe some sponsors, maybe local partners, all those things influence us in which city uh, we will choose. Uh, we are uh, in the autumn now. We have to start thinking which city we should uh, be in in, in 2021, which is after Lisbon. We go to Lisbon in 2020. And then in 2021, we already have, we're already now beginning to see and under, uh, find out which city we should go to in 2021. So it's, uh, it takes a long time. There's a lot of logistical things that has to um, be okay. Sure. Um, 
in the program, you will have uh, so many content creators that are coming from Britain, uh, but we talk about the program a little bit later yeah. and the interview. Uh, before we, we move on, I want to talk a little bit about um, the podcasting in general. Uh, recently on your Twitter, you shared an interesting article called The Golden Age of Podcasts. Um, it is saying that uh, market increased in the amount and quality of original audio programming. And it is talking about multiple surveys that are showing an increase of people listening to podcasts daily or a few times a week. Um, so do you think it's a really a golden age for podcasts? Yeah. I'm not quite sure which one you're referring to. It could be the, the one that I, I did a research study on. And uh, I, remember I, I did some presentations about the golden age of audio. And yes, I agree. And it's just that I can't exactly remember which article you're No, not that one. But I think it's... Uh, Yeah, not yours. No, but no, if no, you no. agree, that's even I better. I totally too. agree, and I, I probably would. Have, yes, and I can. I, I, uh, the reason why I'm saying I can't remember the exact article, but I will. I will. I will tell you that what what are the things that makes me say that this is a golden age for audio? Uh, the two basic big developments is, of course, that we are moving away from um, voice is becoming more and more important. First of all, we now are moving away from. Uh, screens where you have to tap in in order to get your information. And we're going to the voice-controlled uh, uh, internet. So it will be the, 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 the frameless, uh, what do you call it, screenless internet is going to happen very soon. So we'll go for an, uh, where you ask your computer by voice what you would like. So it's how the web is... Um, accessed in the future, which will be less with your fingers and more with your voice. I'm not saying it's going to take over um, the, 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 the screenless uh, web, but it will increase voice-activated uh, web. That's just part of it. So voice in general will be more acceptable and usable for everyone. That's sort of the basis. On top of that, you have the whole content creation side which means we have uh, the technology, which is becoming better. We have um, podcasts and smartphones. Radio is doing well. It's losing uh, the markets that I have access to. It's maybe losing one minute uh, in listening time, time spent listening uh, every year. It's nothing. So radio is a huge factor still. On top of that, you're building podcasts. Um, and on top of that, you are building smart speakers, with access to news, traffic, music, all that. Streaming is booming. So all in all, you have a content uh, boom of new opportunities on top of the technology that increasingly will be voice activated and not activated by you writing on your PC or your phone. So all the signs, the stars are aligned. Uh, what we make of it in the audio industry, that's the interesting part. Um, for instance, there's this concept called mediacy, meaning that a new uh, medium will have its own unique features. Hmm? For, instance, for example? For example, if you have a radio, then that would be just, not just because I'm a radio fan, sure. but, but that's radio, and radio, we know what radio can do. It can't interact more than you. You can interact with the host of the program, but you can't interact with the transmission in itself. 
but with podcast and Bluetooth technology, the opportunities to interact with um, uh, content is, is there's something called Rivercast, there's something called Zombie Run, where you, in your podcast, with access blue, uh, Bluetooth points, they can alter the, the story. You can uh, walk in the footsteps of Jack the Ripper through a city, and when you hit these blue um, Bluetooth points, it will change the story. It will give you a surprise. Yeah. So there are new opportunities coming. Oh. And also, there's new developments in loudspeaker technology. And so instead of you walking, I'm pointing towards your... Um, yeah, the, my ear, earphones. Your earplugs, yeah. So everybody's now is have walked around with earplugs. But now we see uh, loudspeaker technology who are working with audio zones, meaning in a car, you would have five different zones. I can be sitting in my driver's seat listening to one kind of music or programming. Right. My wife could be sitting next to me in another seat and she'll be listening to something else. And you know, you don't need the airbox. It's in the seat. The same thing with concerts. You can have four stages playing at the same time. You can walk within the same room to the different mm-hmm. stages. So all this will also have an impact on how we use sound. It'll be more complex. It'll be more exciting. It will be more content. It will be different ways and we listen to sound. So all these things makes me mm-hmm. think that um, we have a golden age of audio. So you are saying that the technology and uh, the development of smart speakers and uh, different device influence and will eventually help? Yes. We will make, um, make better content. Just for a little example is podcast. When podcasts came around, a lot of new formats started to develop. If you put, that's just podcast. That's another way of listening. It's more intimate uh, compared to, for instance, radio. Uh, and I also call this the second age of audio because the first age of audio ended when the television came in and took all the headlines in, in the middle of the 1950s. Radio was pushed in the background. Mm-hmm. And the great genres like montage, uh, radio drama, those sorts of things, they sort of left. We, we, we stopped doing it in the audio industry. Those, those genres is coming back. We have, for instance, a great speaker from the States, uh, Jeffrey Craner. Mm-hmm. Uh, welcome to Night Vale. Uh, his show has had 300 million downloads. That's the scripted, scripted audio drama. This would not have happened before podcast. Right. So it's, it's there's a new world out there, and it's it's exciting because we're not doing audio drama like we did in the fifties. We're doing new audio drama, different right. uh, audio drama. So there's a lot of possibilities out there. I believe in the second age of audio. Right. Oh, great. Uh, yeah, and uh, asked uh, to share the Twitter handle of Peter, and uh, yeah, I think Jennifer helped and uh, shared your Twitter, but mm-hmm. you can tell the to our listeners again, what's your Twitter? It's at P, P. Nigel, I think. I can't remember. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's P. Nigel. That's yeah. what Jennifer is saying. Thanks for, for helping us. Uh, welcome to everyone who just joined us. Welcome, Jessica, Harshal, Amaresh, Robert, Dumitru, Seo, and welcome to Anonymous Users. We are talking about podcasts and um, the golden age of podcasting. Um, Peter, do you see any disruptors in this area? What can disrupt podcast market? 
What can lack be of money. Lack of money. <laughs> <laughs> lack of funding. Um, at the moment, it's um, very interesting what the big aggregators will do with this market um, and how will money come into the pockets of those who actually produce podcasts. Um, we've had this um, starting up phase where people would do it because it's, it's great and it's fun. And um, So what kind of um, monetization models are we seeing uh, now and in the future? Uh, we've had uh, Luminary and in, in Denmark we have a, a similar uh, Podimo uh, who is going to do a sort of a walled garden where you pay a subscription to get to the content. Is that is that the, the model for the future? Maybe. It's a, it's a startup, right? Uh, yes. yes. Okay. Oh, oh, Podimo. Podimo is a startup. Oh, right, right, right. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Yes, I know that. Yes. Yeah. Um, and we look very much forward to see what they're going to do. Um, the model is going to be uh, like we've seen so far. Um, sorry, I'm just going to turn it off. Is the model going to be as we've seen so far that we, um, uh, you, the, the speaker of the podcast will you know, do commercials? <coughs> it's, it's worked very well. There are a few in the podcast market who's doing, who's making a lot of money. The big successful. Oh, that's for sure. Yeah, making a lot of money, but but. The, the sort of the, the filtering down towards all those about half a billion podcasts, I don't know, half a million, I don't know, I, sort of figured, I think half a million um, podcasts worldwide is uh, that's a big number, and they're not all getting paid for it. Uh, how will that trickle down the economy go into the pockets of the podcasters? That's going to be the big question because I'm not, it's not going to disrupt. The, mm -hmm. the podcast market, but that's what I'm um, concerned with right now because I think that the variety there's something for everyone there's a niche for every listener <coughs> I think that's one of the great things about podcasting um, disruption um, yeah, I mean I know so many content creators who were very enthusiastic for you know creating the new shows, but after a while, after two, three seasons, uh, they failed to uh, to raise funds yeah. to attract sponsors and then they stop because they cannot do this forever. Yeah, yeah so the big podcast will, will remain, but the, the, the undergrowth might be uh, thinning out uh, if we don't find a model for uh, some sort of trickle-down economy because a lot of them, because we upload it for free. Um, and that, that, that is a, a could potentially be a big problem. Um, so the yeah. model for that we haven't seen yet. But maybe it's a health sign that it's like uh, Darwin. <laughs> uh, either you make it or you don't um, with your podcast. I mean, you have to build... Uh, following of a certain size, otherwise it isn't financially feasible to, to keep going. Uh, that's a hard way of looking at it. Um, but uh, yes, I think that that would that would disrupt the, the, the podcast market as we see it today if we don't find some way of uh, micropayment or some kind of solution yeah. to these problems. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we agree uh, and. Uh... If you guys are listening to us live and uh, you can uh, 
buy coins via Castbox, and then you can uh, send to the host to support the show. So this is uh, one way that can help podcasters to survive. Uh, yeah, and hope uh, more and more podcasters who are doing live shows through the Castbox can uh, use this tool for funding. We'll see how it goes. Hopefully, it will help us uh, all of us to to remain in the industry. And let's talk a little bit about the program. Uh, I'm curious to ask you about the main highlights for tomorrow, because we are going to have uh, tomorrow, you're going to have uh, some very unique presenters. Uh, For example, famous George the Poet. Um, Could you give us um, your thoughts on him what's your take on his uh, content and how will you describe his genre um first of all I, it's a great program all of it um but and you you specifically pointed towards uh george, george uh, the poet uh who's being interviewed by another uh, great podcaster edith bowman mm-hmm. who has a, a great show on, on music um and you asked me um To, to, to put a genre on, on George's boat. I, I can't. And that's that's one of the things that, that is so wonderful about his podcast. Um, and I don't think it's for me to say why he's so wonderful. I think he's I think what he's doing is, is, is wonderful. But he's got like five uh, awards. Yeah, yeah. Like that's British podcast award. That's that's amazing. I never amazing, heard of really, like really, it. Really, really, yeah. yes. But he, he does bring a And a totally new voice to the podcast market. It's, it's, it's nothing you've heard before. He mixes uh, poetry and music and being a father into something. I'm a father. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So it's um, just your parenting. Yeah. It's, it's wonderful. He has this little voice. He's talking. Yeah. It's, it's great. You have, to, you have to listen to it. Please listen to it. It's really yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Guys, if you haven't uh, checked out George the Poet, please uh, go to the podcast platforms and check out. Uh, yeah, he's uh, very unique. Just uh, not. I can tell you what the judges called it. They called it a unique mix of drama, news, poetry, observation, lived experience, experimental ideas, and music. So right. <laughs> to put a genre on that, it's uh, it's a big. Uh, it, it's very different, and that's also probably why he won in so many different categories. It's um, you haven't heard anything like this. Before. Yeah, true. Um, okay, uh, another one, uh, Podcast The Brights. And um, I'm curious to talk about this particular example because uh, Lydia Bright, uh, she's amazing and she's a star of Toei uh, and she's a famous TV personality, obviously. We know many examples of people who were famous on TV first and later they switched to podcasting and became successful. So... Because of TV career, they have a huge fan base. Um, don't you think it's a trap for the podcasters? Um, not a trap, but it's a little bit difficult. Uh, if you really want to become famous, you have to be famous on TV first. Otherwise, it's so uh, it's it's not easy to be noticed by so many. It's not easy to have a, such a huge fan base. What's your what what's your idea about that? Um, well, there are three things in what you said that I think is interesting. First of all, you don't need to be famous to break to make it on on, on, on podcast. There are lots of examples. Sure. Like What the fuck, Mark Man or um, This American Life or 
a lot of people who just made it out of because they're just good podcasters. So you don't need to be famous from somewhere else to go into. Oh, for course, sure. Yes. And also, I was. It helps if you if you have a lot of loyal following. Um, that will help you also as a podcaster. Um, the reason why we wanted to have this session is there's a lot of talk like we just had about how to make money on podcasting. And one of the things uh, we're looking into is um, like YouTubers make a lot of money on influencing people. Um, is there such a thing? Is the question we are also raising in this session as an audio influencer, an influencer, like instead of a you know, yeah, audio influencer, exactly. So, what is it, and whether is this something that will grow, or what is the experience of um, uh, 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 Lydia and um, and Sam that Chitara will be interviewing her? So, so how how does she see? This as a, uh, another way of uh, expressing uh, herself. Um, there's monetization in it as well as a, as a thing, a question. And also, there is also the whole thing about brand extensions, which is interesting. You have a brand uh, in Denmark, one of the most successful, um, and also in, in Love Island, in the UK, you have many, many. I, I changed from Denmark to UK because nobody knows <laughs> the podcast I was going to mention from Denmark. In the UK, you have things like Love Island. And it's a podcast which people love. And then they have the opportunity to be even more fans with this um, show on television, on a podcast, where fans can discuss and that sort of thing. And that whole infrastructure around the main event, I think, is interesting. And I think it should be developed and should be talked about. Uh, on a conference like this, where is this going? We've heard so much about the YouTubers influencing everything, unpacking boxes and whatever, and suddenly they have three million followers. Is this something that podcasters can do as well? I don't know. I hope this session will talk about this as well. But it is also mostly about Bright. And, uh, yeah. But I hope this, they will touch about, upon this as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I would be curious to listen to your uh, advice. What What do you think are the uh, key sessions for tomorrow? That because I, I, the program is uh, so diverse, and uh, if Thank you, you yeah, that, that, that's amazing. Uh, if you can uh, give your recommendations, what uh, do we have to pay our attention to? Um. You, you're, you're really asking me to, to choice between my children now. Because, okay, no, know, no, 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 no. I mean, every single one of these sessions has a story and has um, something that is unique. Um, yeah, and Peter just uh, looking, he yeah. opened the program because you guys cannot see us and he opened the program and just, you know, with uh, so much uh, tender and love, yeah. he's looking at these pages. Yeah, well... I would like to, to highlight highlight three things. And I'm not going to tell you about why, because I love it, because I love it all. But I'm going to tell you because I think it's very interesting developments. And one of them is uh, we have our opening, and that is from NPR in the United States. Uh, we have this podcast called Up First. And Up First is interesting because we've seen 
lately that this music podcast we've seen with the Daily from the New York Times and also with Up First, which has sort of rearranged the top 10 of podcasts all over the world. Um, they have a, a unique way in as, a, as podcasts to, to redefine what news is. We have news has been in like in certain ways, certain channels and certain for so long. But now podcast has a unique voice in news. The daily has one voice and up first has another voice. Mm -hmm. But they are the top they're in the top three of podcasts in, in the States today. Okay. So they are something a, a genre which is modified and changed by podcast, who's moved into the podcast area and has sort of solely changed the, the, the top ten. That is really interesting and I'm really looking forward to hearing Neil talk about how they do it in, 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 on NPR. Oh, I'm curious as well. So the other thing um, I'd like to, to highlight is that this year we have we wanted to uh, take deep dives. The whole, the whole thing is very fast-paced and very quick sessions, 10, 15 minutes, so you get a lot of information very quickly. But we also wanted to take deep dives, so we take topical approaches. For instance, true crime. True crime is still the most um, popular yeah. genre in yeah. podcast. So we have uh, three people from three continents coming to talk about what they think is not three continents, three countries, um, uh, and what they think is what is the, the thing they will present their own podcast of course shortly and then they will talk about what is it that makes true crime so interesting how they do it So, we, and we also have a deep dive into audio drama and we have a deep dive into children's podcast or young people's podcast young podcast so mm -hmm. you will have three speakers in each of these sessions who from their individual viewpoints look at the genre or the, the area so that should be interesting instead of you know usually you have one speaker talking about one show, but right. now we'll have a moderator asking questions about the show. I'm really looking forward to to um, to that as well. Um, and then we have our youth focus I'd like to highlight as well, because uh, all study, all survey, I'm an audience researcher by mm -hmm. trade, uh, they say that the growth is coming from all the youth segments. They're coming from 15 to 40, at least that's where all the growth is coming to enter the podcast market. Which segment again? Uh, between 15 years of age and so 40 years of age. That's, okay. that's the big motors behind the growth in podcasting. Right. So we, uh, this means that uh, more and more people below, that belong to this age category start listening to podcasts. They are the ones that are building the momentum of podcasts. Okay. We had a 4 to 6% rise every year in Denmark for the last three years. And 90% of that growth is coming from that those demographics. And that is very interesting because radio is increasingly becoming a, a little older audience, but podcast is a young audience. And a lot of the shows that we see come out, which are, which are transmitted both on radio and on podcast, the whole age demographic just cuts off 10 years when you move from the radio to the podcast. And that's also very interesting for the commercial um, side too. They, want to, they don't want to invest in plus 60. They mm -hmm. want to invest in minus 40-year uh, demographics. So that's very interesting as well. We have three um, interesting presentations on, on that topic. We have um, uh, from BBC, the new commissioning editor for Sounds, mm -hmm. along with um, 
Siobhan McMenemy from BBC Research, who's talking about the youth demographic and what they're trying to do with sounds to commission new podcasts for youth. We have Adam Woodgate from Dobbit, who's going to talk about some new research that mm-hmm. they've done on youth segments. And then we have uh, here and there some young um, podcasters coming, young podcasters. The youngest is uh, Theodore uh, Walker, who's, uh, I think he's 15 by now. Uh-huh. And he's done a podcast since he was like 12. And he's doing a podcast on upbringing. And I, I do believe he's bringing his dad, who's also in the podcast. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, and I'm really looking forward to that as well. So we try to, to have a look at youth from all angles uh, also mm-hmm. in the program. Oh, yes. The oh, content for kids and also the content created for kids, aiming not necessarily on the youth audience, but uh, content created by kids. Yeah, I, I personally really like this uh, this field. I, yeah, I think it's very unique. Yeah, we have uh, three speakers. We have uh, one from Radio Force, mm-hmm. and then we have one from here from the UK, from uh, um, Fun Kids, um, and then the last one is um, from Sweden, mm-hmm. uh, from Munk, and uh, they have three unique perspectives on this as well. So I'm really looking forward to this as well. Great, uh, me too. Really look forward, and uh, yeah, hope you guys can join us tomorrow uh, in London. I remind that we are here in London and we are talking with Peter and Nigel uh, about the conference called Podcast Day, which will be tomorrow. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. And uh, let us know, guys, if you have any questions. Thank you for your likes. Uh, thanks for everyone who joined. Thanks for your applause. Asma, Rani, Nasreen, James, Megan, Will, Sam... Dilly Pack, Tamara, Ben. Thank you guys again. And uh, we move forward. And I would like to talk a little bit about uh, European podcasts. Um, because, and just one step back, um, you you work as a researcher for Danish Broadcasting Corporation. Yes. Right. Um, so, just like day job. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... Um, and podcast day is your hobby. <laughs> yes. Great. So uh, Danish Broadcasting Corporation operates as public media, which means that it is funded by media license fee that uh, every household has to pay every month. Yeah. Correct. Right. Yeah. So um, well, actually in, in Denmark, we are moving it towards um, a, a tax instead. Uh, that's the, the latest. Uh, we just had a, a new media law mm-hmm. and they change it from a license fee to a tax they probably now is going to change it back because they have we just have a new government but but still we are publicly funded we are no commercials at all at, in, in the Finnish broadcast corporation it's mm-hmm. very recent that's mm-hmm. probably why I haven't gotten the notices two or three months old yeah. oh that's uh, that's very interesting and the, this model is different uh, I mean because we have I believe most of our listeners are coming from the US and um, this is very different. Uh, so I'm curious to talk a little bit about this model of funding. Yeah. And we mentioned already that uh, the biggest challenge for podcasters is how to find funding, yeah. what are the sources of funding. So um, if you look at this model of public funding, what do you think, what are the advantages and disadvantages of this model? Um well, the, the advantage is, is that the underserved and underprivileged get a voice. 
so um, that the content that would not be uh, produced normally uh, because the market doesn't um, doesn't have a way to sustain it uh, that does get uh, done like children is an example uh, news uh, investigative journalism um, also uh, small niche genres are being uh, produced as, as well so um, there's this um, credibility issue as well um, in we've you mentioned the United States I'm not going to go all political now yeah but, sure but 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 we've seen in Europe how the division between um, Republicans and Democrats is increasing and the Republicans have their media and the Democrats have their media and they talk to their own base they don't talk across the divide true and we believe in Europe where almost every country have public service in some way or the other uh, which is public funded um, it is of course also in the states but in the states is also very much uh, people paying um, public service in uh, organizations um, that we don't have that kind of divide as much we've seen it now in, in the UK but a little bit with the brexit and all that but, but still so so we believe Denmark, that public service is important to uh, make the country, um, you know, hang together more more closely. It's um, this is not a discussion that I do very often, mm-hmm. not on tape either. Um, but it's it's important for um, that we can disagree together instead of disagree in two different. Uh, It's amazing to disagree together, yeah. So we do a lot, (laughs) disagree together in Denmark. But we can at least have a debate about it in the same forum. I think that's one of the most important things about public service, that we can disagree together and not apart. Right. Oh, that's... That's a good point, actually. Yeah. Sorry, I, I stole it. It's a slogan from uh, from Denmark, but, but I like it. <laughs> yeah, th- that's a very very clear, you know, the clear advantage. And uh, um, speaking about funding, uh, these days we see more and more podcasts are funded by corporations, and we see more and more branded content coming out. Um, And uh, even if the podcaster is an independent content creator, if uh, this person has managed to find a sponsor, uh, they prefer to do this as a collaboration. Um, What do you think about uh, this trend? Um, I I, I think it's great. It's it's a business-to-business-to-consumer kind of model. Um, And it's one of those things that actually puts money in the pocket of the podcasters. Um, the discussion is always, of course, the integrity of the podcaster. So, how do, how how long does he uh, go to, towards the company, and how long will, how far will the company go uh, in order to get a, a really good content, and not just a sales pitch? Uh, that's the interesting part. You know, how to do a great um, show on. Uh, at being adventurous and go out into the world and um, yeah, you look worried at your screen 
you look worried at your screen. Yeah, the, the, I'm just um, uh, seeing more people joining us. And uh, you guys, if you uh, have any questions, let us know. Please feel free to type in your questions. Hi, Gavin saying hi, hello. Uh, please feel free to type in your questions or call in. We are having a very interesting conversation uh, about podcasting and uh, particular podcasting in Europe. So you think it's a, it's a great uh, trend when the podcasts are funded by the... It's, it's, it's one of many necessary trends because at, at the moment we're talking about what is the big problems or the disruptions, potential disruptive disruption of podcasting. We need to put money in the pockets of the podcasters. And this is one of the ways that the market has found to do so. Um, and maybe this is a good way to do it because it isn't necessarily a bad thing. This is coming from a public service uh, guy. Mm -hmm. This isn't necessarily a bad thing that you would highlight niches that otherwise wouldn't be um, brought to the audience um, um, attention. And I also think that a lot of companies who are commissioning these podcasts, they are actually giving the podcast a really free range of what they want to, to do with it. So, um, yeah, it's one of the ways of, of making money. But, of course, there are some ethical issues in there. I mean, who's the, who is the, who's the real... Uh, sender of the podcast is it the company or is it the podcaster or, you know so that yeah but it, I, I think it's interesting and it's just one of the things that um, yeah, we have to find out mm -hmm. is this the viable way to make money yeah. right uh, I think we have a question from Ant uh, and uh, Ant is asking what podcast is Peter listening to at the minute at the moment oh um, well in, I'm, I'm going go and have a look I'm Actually, of course, I'm listening to a lot of podcasts uh, from the program. Of course. We mentioned uh, Joseph Corbett. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a football, uh, soccer in America. I, I like soccer. So I listen to a lot of those. <laughs> I can see that I got... Um, I think Ant will like this. <laughs> I got the Totally Football Show, I got Danish uh, Soccer. I got uh, Soundtracking, I mentioned that. Another mm -hmm. uh, soccer uh, Thing that's my home uh, club, <laughs> and then I oh, this is good. Uh, this is a recommendation. BBC has a podcast called In Our Time, it's mm -hmm. about knowledge basically. And it's uh, a guy called Melvin who, who's talking to deep three professors in a very you know, you can understand it of all the great, the, like the, the pyramids or uh, the great famine or the, the Spartan Wars, anything mm -hmm. they were discussed. It. I love it. It's really good. Then I have you know, yeah, George the Poet. I have uh, the New Yorker Radio Hour, who's also on the program. <laughs> I have <Up> First, <laughs> who's also on the program. So a lot of these things is, of course, things that I've listened to because I wanted to go, you know, get under the skin of the, of, of the, the podcast. Yeah. Peter is a magician who is putting together the program for the podcast day event. No, there are five people Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The here we have uh, five magicians from uh, Radio Days Europe team who are putting together this uh, program for the for the event. And uh, Ant is saying, uh, yeah, he should listen to mine. Uh, Ant uh, McGinley, his uh, podcaster, his show is called On the Left Side. It's about football as well. Uh, listen to it. Yeah, sure. Thanks. Uh, thank you, Ant. We're going to wrap up the show very, very soon. And um, the last probably topic that I want to talk about it is uh, about um, research that P uh, Peter does. And 
I've uh, checked the topic that you uh, of your research, and one of uh, the topic is called implementing crisis communication in Dermlink Radio. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> could, could you tell yeah. us more about that? <laughs> oh, What man. kind of crisis happens on Denver uh, Radio? Um, uh, how did you find that? <laughs> That's some years ago. Um, uh, I have a, like you said, I have a, a major in a major of arts and I don't know, three, four, five different things I like to study. And um, one of the, the, the things that I did a master thesis in is uh, crisis communication. And working for the Danish corporate communication, Danish broadcasting, I wanted to see. Uh, all those theories and methods, how they would implement in the Danish Broadcast Corporation. So that's why I did the, the thesis on that. Um, I haven't really. I, I did the, the study and I did the, and I gave it to the DR and I hope they they can use it. But but I went back because this is more crisis management, issue management, that sort of mm-hmm. thing. So which I, I I took sort of a, a side side step um, uh, to look into that. Um, so I haven't really used this as such. It's um, it's a master thesis um, which I did on my you know free time, mm-hmm. I suppose before uh, radio days. <laughs> I haven't got any spare time anymore. Uh, so I just did a, a thesis on how would you work with these um, uh, theories and methods in the Danish Broadcasting Corporation. So mm-hmm. they they've taken it and they implemented some of it, but um, it's not something that I work with every day. Mm-hmm. But it's. Um, It's an interesting field uh, to uh, be able to control uh, your communication better, to be able to issue, manage your potential crisis uh, better. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. What are the topics, what are the main topics that you're currently working on as a researcher? Um, at the moment, um, I did a... Um, Uh, I did. I, I, know, I also did a presentation tour of this around Europe. It's um, it's on a youth wheel. It's about um, it was a big study. Um, we investigated how 15 to 30 year old uh, young people what content they will use at what platforms at what times during the day, and we did a big qualitative study and we followed up with a quantitative study. So now we know. When they're on at one, when are they on at WhatsApp? When are they on YouTube? Why are they on YouTube? When is the radio? When is the audio um, zones during the day? Mm-hmm. What drives them towards audio? What drives them towards other mediums? So it's basically something I did for the Danish Broadcast Corporation, so they could um, produce the right content for the right platform for the right time of day. Is it available anywhere online as um, research? Uh, maybe. Um, I, I, I presented at some big. Um, actually, my colleague presented it at Radio Days Europe, uh-huh. um, and you could uh, acquire it there. I, think. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can. But also, I presented at the ASI, which is the Orient Researchers Summit every year in November. I presented there as well. I think it's available there, but I'm not quite sure. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you can drop me an email. Yeah. <laughs> and right now, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm actually doing. Um, Music, device, and youth. So, what music is used by youth on what devices, when, where, how during the day? Also, 15 to 30. Uh, I can tell you, Spotify is huge. Oh yes, oh yes. <laughs> yeah. But also, what is it that is driving people towards different 
um, how, how, how are they building their playlists? Uh, why are they building their playlists? Where do they get inspiration from? Who is curating music now? Uh, all those questions as well, also for the Danish broadcast mm -hmm. corporation, so we can better reach younger audiences with our programs. And what are the most popular devices besides the phones and smart speakers? Um, radio. Oh. Would you believe it? True. There's, of course, a divide that um, it, it, when you reach 24 years of age, radio is actually the most uh, used um, music where you listen to music. The most popular overall is uh, this. The phone. The phone uh -huh. with earplugs. Uh -huh. That is the most used way of listening to music today. Okay. And secondly is radio. Smart speakers is way, way, way down the list. Oh, you're talking about music or about audio content? I'm talking about music. Music. Basically. Also oh. on radio, because there's a lot of music on radio. When we ask a lot of young people, big survey, where would you, where did you listen to music and when, all that. Mm -hmm. And radio is actually much bigger than you think. But it's in the plus 24 demographic. Mm -hmm. In the below 24 demographic, it's like, hands down, <laughs> Spotify. Oh, yes. And also, 20% of the whole, they listened to music through the loudspeakers in the phone. Mm -hmm. It's a terrible sound. It's, there's not no sound in those little speakers. I'm But curious why they do this. It's a social thing, oh. mainly. They listen to it because they sit around and they only have, like, they're three people and we've got two earbuds, so what do they do? They <laughs> take one of these, they put it in a glass and they press some music. Um, yeah, that's amazing. Okay, yeah, that's uh, very insightful. And uh, I think we have to let people go because... Uh, I have to find a new uh, host. Yeah, so many things are still going on uh, before the podcast day. And podcast day is tomorrow in London. And uh, we look forward to this uh, amazing event. And thanks everyone for listening to us. This is a wrap for the show this week. You're listening to the Pod Bites, and we were joined by Peter Nigel, who is senior audience researcher at the Danish Broadcasting Corporation and general manager of Radio Days Europe. Peter, thank you so much. Thank you. Nice to talk to you. Thank you, guys. And um, next week, we'll be back to our normal schedule. We'll be on air same time, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. Look forward to see you guys uh, next week. Thanks so much. <laughs>